Well, hello everybody out there in Music Video Land, and welcome to another edition of the Music Video Land podcast, episode 109, maybe? Um, maybe sure. 108? Yeah, sure. One of those. Uh, brought to you by your super good friends at IMVDB, the internet music video database. Uh, my name is Adam Farham. I type things in the Internet Music Video Database for everybody to enjoy. Um, and with me, as usual, is uh, Doug Klinger, host of last week's episode. For for due to uh, extenuating circumstances, uh, Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. Eating Dippin' Dots. Mmm, Dippin' Dots. I hope you got the free sample. They'll get, always give you a free sample. I did. Okay, good. And that's enough for that's enough for one person. Um, and then with us all the way up in uh, the, the far north of the wall in Canada. Um, is Mr. Adam Alexander. Uh, Adam, how are you doing? I'm feeling fine. Hmm. All right. Well, not sure I believe that, but whatever. We also have a, a special guest on the podcast this week, uh, Mr. Tom Glenton, director of music videos. Um, some music videos you might know, such as uh, The Mystery by Bad Boxes from 2014, a video we have talked about several times on the podcast before, Artifice by Sone, as well as a lot of other amazing music videos, such as Monarch by Mannequin Party, which is one of my favorites, and Arrows thank by you. Fireworks, which is also another one of my, my, my favorite videos. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Oh, thank you for having me. So you are in L.A. right now, and you are, you've released two music videos so far in 2014, but you are all currently working on a video game. Is that correct? Yeah, I think I released four videos in 2014. I could be completely wrong, but no, I did no. a video for... we, we have a database of that, and I'm reading it wrong. There are <laughs> okay. four videos in 2014. <laughs> counting is counting's off. A bit. Yeah, I work on my counting I skills. You have the database, and I was going off like my retarded memory and still remembered that it was four. It was the other one, RJD2. I did a, a smaller video for him, and, um, and R5. That, that was 2014? According to this dumb website uh, that oh. we that we have, I have Janu- uh, January fifteenth, two thousand fourteen. We have yeah, for that very one. early. <laughs> nice, he sent you in to do that. Guys, give me one second. <laughs> Sorry, I have, I have a friend stopping and hand me a sandwich. And Sweet. I had him say, "Daddy's home. Who needs a spanking?" <laughs> That's what I thought I heard. <laughs> well, well, wait, hold on. Well, what kind of sandwich is it? All right, what kind of sandwich is You're this? going back to the sandwich. I want to it's know a, more about the spanking. What country? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's Thai, I think, or yeah, Vietnamese. Mm, Vietnamese sandwiches. Those are for for people who are sandwich aficionados. You could be you could be a sandwich aficionado and not really know the Vietnamese sandwich. It's one of the rare sandwiches I think for people to get if they don't live in a sort of metropolitan area. Yeah, he brought it to me. I don't think I've ever had one of these. I'm opening it up now, and it looks like an adventure. So, I, I, I suggest having that adventure real quick because I I want to get a new chair. Um, so I think that's I think there's time time to let Tom eat real yeah, quick. Sorry, no, I'm not, I'm not this now, but you can get that chair. And I apologize. I want to get my chair. I want to get a new chair. I hear it squeaking, okay. and I have noise canceling headphones on. I'm getting oh. a new I'm getting a new chair. Well, while well, Doug is gone, I'll just I'll just mention to everybody. Oh, there's a chair. Um, I'll just mention to everybody the reason I missed last week's podcast is not because I just was down in the dumps, not because I just didn't feel like it. I was moping in the corner. It's because there was a tornado, serious business right down uh-huh. the str- right down the street from me. Houses just missed by maybe a hundred hundred feet. Houses with their roofs 
all messed up and stuff like that. Luckily, my house is unscathed, but the power went out for a whole... You can't do a podcast with no power. So, unfortunately, you had to have Doug and, and Adam Alexander, you know, do their best. It was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Muddle through, muddle through a podcast... And uh, and that and it you know it it is what it is. Do you guys yeah. do you guys use that phrase? I've I've so working in like you know development and stuff like that. People say it is what it is all the time. It's really super passive aggressive way. And I, I and I've always kind of imagined that people working on music videos, when like push comes to shove and you're working on <clears throat> effects that you know don't have a lot of budget, there's just sort of like an is it, it is what it is moment. Oh yeah, like. Uh, for Sun specifically, um, I, I, I should not have said I should not. I really don't know if it's Sun or Sun. But well, you directed the video, and you're inclu- as clueless as I am on, on how to say his name. Beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> we had a less than, um, I think it was a week and a half from the green light to actually deliver the video. I think it was two weeks from like green light to deliver the video. And we had to build the rain rig and all that stuff. So that is why we ended up with a rough cut if you can call it that, because it's one shot, up on Vivo um, instead of the final video. Because it was getting to the point where we had, we were editing down to the wire just to get everything in place, get the effects in, get the color done. And we had all the pieces moving, but there was a critical misunderstanding causing us to not get the effects in time. Um, the they were to be delivered at, I think it was like 2 a.m. so we could get the video out by 11 a.m. so we could make the deadline. I sent over the rough cut previously in case we wouldn't make it for whatever reason and we ended up getting those shots in at like noon after we were supposed to deliver. So they, it was too late, they had to put it up and they said they could only switch it out at the 500,000 view mark, which we had just passed. I was just going to say that. I, last time we checked, we mentioned that because I find that story amazing for, for a few reasons. And it's not, 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 I guess, I don't know if anybody, do you feel any animosity toward Vivo for, for that? I wasn't directing it towards them because I know they had a deadline and they have a lot of stuff to work towards. Mm-hmm. I was directing it towards the issues in the team. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, my anger was directed towards that because, uh, you know, it's a projection of, myself you know the people who shot it and worked on the video to release something that I mean maybe it's a something that's negligible a lot of people won't notice the difference it's just the some of the rain was supplemented because you know the lighting effects and the the different things we had going on in set there were parts of the ground that looked like it was dry or I didn't get the splash I wanted it didn't look full enough so we shot plates to supplement and towards the second half of the video it's the rough cut feels like snow it's like moving with the shot. It didn't, it didn't sell the way I wanted it to. And with such a simple video, with something that's like conceptually um, very subtle, it, it jumped out to me and it kind of ruined the experience. So knowing that 500,000 people had to see that first <laughs> before we could get like whoever would trail in after to see what I intended to show, it was, it was just like painful. Do you, do you know where the, the 500K number came from? Uh, no, I, it seemed arbitrary to me but it may be that vivo needs to know that the they're getting a certain number of revenue or you know viewers or it's important enough before they are going to show it some type of special attention so they don't have a bunch of people sending in videos and changing things frequently Hmm. yeah i guess that could create a little bit of a 
precedent where you're like, well, we Vivo can easily sweep, swap it out, then why not swap it out? YouTube is, I mean, for Vimeo, you can, if I'm not mistaken, swap out the video file. But for YouTube, um, as has caused some issues, I think, in the, in the past, you can't just swap it out. They have to create a new URL for YouTube, but they can keep it, they can keep it on Vivo. I, I do think I've heard um, some people with, with like, who were doing videos where there was no discrepancy on whether or not there was going to, you know, like it, it was somebody who was doing a video that was going to get 500,000 views in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I do think I've, I've heard of stories of like someone knowing someone in vivo and getting them to pull some strings and swapping out, swapping out the file um, without having to reach any, any kind of marks and stuff like that. But I think that, that, that required some, some, some pulling some strings and, and stuff like that that they knew. I'm, I'm curious, are you, are you going to have to follow up um, to make sure that the, that they do change the file? Are you going to look into that now that it has reached? Oh, definitely. I am. I, you know, it all comes down to who you know. I think most things are like that. So, you know, of course, if you have, you know, one of these larger directors coming in, videos that are, you know, going to reach a million views within the first day, there there's reason to please those people because they're bringing in so much, you know, revenue to your company. So with this, it's like, it's been a month or two, you know, the video's out, it just passed 500,000. I'm going to check in because I'd like it to be updated. You know, I'd like people to see the, the version that's finished. So I have the incentive to push it, but to the label, to Vivo, I feel like it's, it's done what it needed to do. And, and I, I think in, in terms of knowing people, the best person to know at Vivo would be Mr. F- Mr. Vivo. The, f- the founder his, his of Vivo. Name is, his name is Neil. Yeah, Neil Neil Vivo. Um, of course, the person. He's a great guy. Um, so can you tell him developing a, a, a music video stand-up routine for later? <laughs> People would love it. <laughs> I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to quit IMVDB and I'm going to be a music video stand-up comedian. And so the other question I wanted to ask about the Artifice video is I, I don't think a lot of people realize just like kind of what slow motion looks like being shot. And this is a video that is super, super slow motion. Oh, we got some. Um, yeah. Someone's coming to get you. Um, super slow motion. Did they pay for that sandwich? They might <laughs> I, you Better know, hide the sandwich. It's super slow motion. And I, I just, like, what is it like on the set where you're, like, it's the three minute and 18 second video just seems to me to slow down so much. How long is that when you're actually shooting it from end to end? I. I can just walk you through the process, which is, I mean, originally, I find one of the most interesting parts to be how we were going to shoot it compared to how we did. Um, But we ended up shooting three seconds, 3.4 seconds, real time for the duration of the video. Wow. So it was, you know, we showed up pretty early. I worked with the effects team to get the rain rig in, you know, gaffer, DP to get everything laid out for the shot. We measured all the cables. We actually had to run a cable to the picture vehicle. So the whole distance we were traveling, we had to have stingers running into the like the truck, into the camera, due to some uh, issue we were running into with batteries. So it was just like this system. And we, we ran out of people. We, I wanted more people like on screen. I wanted more things to be thrown into frame or different cues to sit um, to to hit, and it led to me calling action, running to a different part of the location, and then like 
helping other people throw things up. We had our effects guy <laughs> in two different parts. He'd like he'd set the smoke off in the car and then run over to you know the to work on water. It was just this crazy scenario. And originally, we had planned to shoot the light show practically. Uh, we ended up having to do that in effects because apparently having a full like three and a half minute light show happen in 3.4 seconds um, <laughs> is very difficult. So we we ended up, you know, I worked with this amazing light tech that had helped out on RJD2 and Bad Boxes. It was based out of Pittsburgh. And we were working remotely to to talk about using like a DMX board as just a controller to run software through that would react fast enough to program that because a DMX controller doesn't have that kind of refresh rate. And then we would have to use LED-based lights because strobes didn't refresh fast enough for us to get those types of um, hits that we wanted to sync up with the song. And we put like the week of our two weeks into trying to tease this idea and it just came down to not having enough money or time. So I think post looked pretty good, but I, I I love to do things practically. I think it would have just felt much more exciting to just see this like lightning storm go off and watch it later and it just, you know, be in sync. I mean, there's got to be some like a kind of a sixth sense, I guess, when you're shooting, you know, three seconds and stretching it to three minutes. Um, you know, because you see it happen so quickly, and then you know, how do you know if you got what you actually need in there, or do do you not? Do you not know until you until you watch it back later? I think we practiced about five or six times before we started rolling, just to you know get people in the right places, make sure our blocking looked good. And the thing about single shot videos, because I think this is the second one I've done. Um, the other is more of like steady cam variable frame rate video. You just have to live with your mistakes. It's it's not easy because there's there is parts of other takes that have just gorgeous elements to them that hit so much better and it's just like choosing the less of two evils. You know, this one had the most cues hit, the most interesting things happen on frame. What can we do to supplement that? Okay, let's go let's live with this one. Um, but yeah, I mean a lot of it's just kind of going with your gut, feeling it out, and making sh- and trusting everyone to hit their mark. Luckily, I try to give vague enough actions as far as this is concerned so that since we're moving so slowly, getting someone while they're running or like standing up out of a car or like reaching a destination, those are things that have a, um, a handle to them. So if you show up a little bit early or a little bit late, it still looks good. Hmm. But if they were to like be striking something with a hammer or doing a very... Um, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, very like strong and defined motion. We would not be able to get that. I don't think we'd we'd spend all day trying to get that one action and miss it. Or like something's timed with the song. Yeah, which would be pretty much almost impossible, I would think, for something like this. If if it was the light show, if it was you know this that type of sync, it would be pre-programmed to sync with the song. So as long as we are in frame as it starts it would be fine. We could just sync up the audio track to the first beat of the the flash and everything would work, but as far as actions are concerned, you're never going to you're never going to catch that at that at that speed. See, this is why I'm not a music video director because with my luck, I would like I would do a video and it would, it would be, you know, uploaded to Vivo. 
but instead of like having missing plates or missing elements there'd be like an eye stock photo picture in there <laughs> with like you know <laughs> with the eye stock or like one of the, like eye stock video uh you know plates in there and 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 that is that's literally the only reason. That's the only reason you're not. <laughs> Frank Ocean calls you like every other week, and it's like Adam, please make make a music video for me. And you're like, like Adam, yeah, I you... can't, I can't do it, Frank. Sorry, Frank. Um, so before we jump artists real quick here, I, I'm going to drop some facts here. I found a little interview with Son, and he says you guys are going to have to help me out with this because this doesn't really help me. He says that it's pronounced Son but spelled with two N's, so S-O-N-N, which I also can't pronounce. So I think, I'm thinking it's sun, but I don't know why there's two N's there. That's confusing. Are you supposed to that's, linger on the second N? Maybe. You stay with it, yeah. You stick with it a little bit longer. Hey, wait, um, Tom, did you, did, you, did you talk to Sondra in this, the, the thing? Yeah. Obviously, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had a few discussions. We, we talked about the video and just life in general, but I didn't really touch on his name. I mean, he goes by a different name when he's not performing. Oh, okay. So, and I believe he doesn't really share that with many people, so I didn't have an issue with that. But he's a nice guy. It's like your Skype name. We will uh, not share we will not share that with anybody else. It's incredibly secretive. <laughs> We've only talked about the Sun video, right? Should we talk about bad boxes a little bit, you guys? We should. I think it, so. That is the, great. That is the last one that you have released. The mystery by Bad Boxes is the last one that you have released um, for this year, and that was back in Arsis February. Um, and I wanted to have you talk a little bit about making this video because, as I understand it, this was something that was really l- low budget. I would say that video is a culmination of just great friendships and relationships I have professionally and just opportunistic timing because I was in Pittsburgh shooting two commercials and there was this week week and a half period where I just like had nothing to do in between the two shoots so I this band bad boxes started coming up on my feed with a lot of my Pittsburgh friends I mean if it's not obvious I used to live in Pittsburgh um, from 2004 to like 2010 maybe so I was still have a lot of friends there so you know a great foundation and this band came out of nowhere and I really enjoyed their music so I reached out to them offered to you know do a video with some of the resources I had from the commercial maybe pull in some of my crew or some of my friends and just try to do something small and it turned into something not small <laughs> but uh, what, what, what commercial were you filming? it was just a commercial for a, a college in Pennsylvania and do you know what live links is? <laughs> uh, like the wait live link phone, like phone sex? Yes. Oh the yes. late <laughs> I was searching I, way I, back I, in I don't bird. know I, I was a little too eager with telling you with the how, <laughs> you how worry, you worry, like, eager let's go my credit card <laughs> statements <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a, there was a company I started out with in Pittsburgh before moving to Chicago and then L.A., and I, I had kept my tether to them so that you know I could continue going back home, spending time with friends, directing some things for them. And every time they get you know a project with a, a decent budget, they'll call me up and I'll go into direct. So they had these two spots, and um, both of them are not my style at all. Like If you were ever to find them, you would never assume that I had anything to do with them but except for the live links one I mean I'm 
there's no robot sex, but you know, there were ladies in it. <laughs> it's not ju- it's not actually phone sex, right? Um, it's like a it's like a call. It's like supposed they're supposed to they're trying to attract both people and hit, hook those people up. There's not like paid ladies who yeah, it's like connecting hot singles in your area type stuff, right? And then, the phone. So for those two commercials, like what resources did you – was it just mainly like crew and equipment resources? Yeah. Working with that company, you know, they own a lot of camera equipment um, and a, that's pretty much the resource we were pulling from them. So we had, you know, I think it was an epic, all of our grip gear and then – the crew that I was using on the commercials were also, you know, just a bunch of friends who were helping me out regardless. I think we pulled in a wardrobe girl from the commercial to the video. And other than that, um, John Klein, who is a DP I'd worked with in Chicago, I met him in Chicago, met him on, I think, the Ramona Falls video. I loved working with him. I felt like that video was really good. Um, visually, he he helped realize what I was going for. So... I hired him to shoot one of the commercials, and then he ended up filling his car with every bit of gear he owned and drove out again in the middle of those two weeks to shoot this video. So we had his resources, we had resources from the production company, and just friends filling in the gaps. So the practical effects in the video were done by the guys who I've been working with since college, um, Chaz Vance and Jay Morrissey. They, they built the robot's head um, and we were going to try to do that as practically as possible originally but once again time and money it just wasn't enough to get it done and and if and if folks who are listening to this are interested in seeing some of the um, process of building that head we uh, did an interview with Tom back in March where you can see those uh, see photos of that and we'll put that in the show notes just wanted to tell people about that Doug, where can you find the show notes? You can find the show notes on imvdb.com slash podcast, um, which show notes is, is just like all the links that we talk about. And we'll say it. We'll always, we'll always tell you. And then you can go to the website, imvdb.com slash podcast. Go to this episode. And boom, bam, right there, show notes. And we also have all the videos that we talk about as well, um, as well as linked to uh, Tom Glunt's videography. So and even his website. Word. Let's let's do that too. We do, yeah. We do it all, and so and we have <laughs> all the links to the videos, so you can watch along. Because part of the concept of this podcast is we kind of we we choose the videos we think the, that people at home should be watching. There's a lot of music videos that come out from week to week, and it's hard to kind of sort through the shit. Doug basically sits, you know, in his own filth in a room and watches <laughs> and, and watches music videos all day, so you don't have to. It's like, that's, you why know, switch, that's why I switch chairs. <laughs> that's why I switch chairs. I'm just kidding, I'm just that. The other chair, the other chair is, is burning in a dumpster. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, oh, I'm that's, just kidding. That's really gross. That's really gross. But we do do that, uh, doo doo. I shouldn't have done that. Um, oh, that's uh, that's being cut out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, just that part though, not the part where you tell <laughs> whoever listens to this podcast that I sit in my own filth. Cool. So, well, we should, so, we, so let's talk a few about a few of the uh, videos from this week because there's some int- very interesting things going on. 
um, in the world of music videos that, that should be should be discussed, should be analyzed. Sure. And, and one of them is Doug. Are you are you mad at me for saying you don't felt it was a joke? You sounded a little mad. <laughs> do I sound Do I sound upset? Yeah, you sound a little bit upset. I'm I'm more upset that you're going to cut my horrible joke out. Okay, I'll leave it in. Um, <laughs> so, what happens from week to week? As we mentioned before, there are these like weird patterns, and uh, I guess the pattern of the week this week is movie trailers. Because of the music videos we have on our list, we've got two that are kind of set up as movie trailers. One of them is the one that took everybody by surprise, I think, on Saturday night that was? I think it was maybe late Saturday night, like 2 a.m. Yeah, it was after like... five seconds of summer. Is that the one you're going to talk about right now? Yeah, well, well, we're talking about part... We have part two, On the Run, by Jay-Z featuring Beyonce and about 100 people. And then, yes, five seconds of summer. Don't Stop, directed by Isaac, Isaac Rentz. Rentz. And Jay-Z1 is directed by um, Melina Matsukas. Uh, so, so yeah, the, the, one that was, the one that was burning up the internet, so that on the weekend, that was the run, uh, the part two on the run video. And, 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 and people didn't even know what the heck this was. Some people thought it was for a real movie. Because um, um, it's, it, it's set up like a fake movie trailer. And not only is it a fake movie trailer... It's it's filled with like seven like A list actors, right? I don't know I don't know who's on the A list and who's not, but I'm pretty sure Sean Penn, Don Cheadle, and, and Jake Gyllenhaal are all are all there on the A list, uh, hanging out. Um, and then, Guillermo, Guillermo Diaz, maybe not. Well, but. yeah, and then and like Emily Rawson, who I who I could have sworn the first time around was uh, Kat Dennings, um, but then like you've got a few hangers on like Rashida Jones. Is there, but then like her her sister, her who apparently does um, uh, works out for Walt Disney. Uh, Kadeda oh, Jones is in there for some reason. So as Blake Lively, and yeah, Don Cheadle, who's being majorly disrespected in this video. I thought unnecessarily. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole so the whole video is set up is and it's long. I don't know about you, but I I felt like about like a minute in. I think. It, starts to become clear that this is not a movie because if it was a movie it would make zero sense whatsoever (laughs) it's just like a bunch of like random just sort of random scenes but but then you kind of go i I kind of doubled back on myself because i thought well this is a lot of setups for for this concept they do there's a lot of like one-shot things which in a movie would be part of a whole big you know setup but there's just like one like little clip of a car race or something like that yeah, so from so from what I know, Jay Z's got a couple of bucks, hmm. and so maybe that's why this was able to be a very complicated video. Um, um, you know, the, the the song it's it's called "Run" on YouTube, and the song part two on the run is heard just slightly um, throughout this video. Um, it's and which led to some of the confusion as well. We we were able to get confirmation from the production company that made this video that it was in fact treated as a music video when they made it, which um, which is why it's on this um, on this website. Uh, but it's cer- it's certainly not the the song doesn't run the whole time. I mean, it's about the length of a song, but it's not it's not the song's not in there the whole time. Yeah, I couldn't even. I didn't think it was a music video at first. Doug and I actually we had a heated debate uh, whether or <laughs> not like it should seven be hours. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. Heads were it's... close to rolling, but uh, but the production company ended up uh, losing the battle. There, for me. there was a lot of name calling between Adam and I uh, during well, that debate. 
So I guess the main question here in all of this that I kind of wonder is if this was a real movie, would how would it do? Would anybody watch it? Would it be like the the thing with Will Smith and his son? Or no, would it... people would people would uh, people watch, watch it just oh, because yes. Jay Z sure. and Beyonce. I exactly. think that there's like any of their fans would go to see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and yeah, and it also, um, and and I mean, people even went and saw Belly. And that was bad. <laughs> That's a bad movie. Um, um, and this actually could be good. I don't know. Melina Matsukis, I think, is a. I I like her videos better than than most of the Hype Williams videos I've seen. I think she's a really fantastic director. And if you know, um, I what I really like about this too is you know Jay Z and, and Beyonce don't need to do all of this to have a popular music video. You know, they could just like they could be sitting in a living room on like wicker furniture and it's gonna have like six million views in a week i mean they don't they don't need to do all of this and and i'm glad that they still do uh and they're, they're still willing to uh you know bring these people in and and now we have database uh pages for don Cheadle, which prior to this video we didn't have so that's awesome just based on that well can i i was oh sorry go ahead sorry. i was saying like i was actually getting did you guys get any like Biggie vibes. Remember his hypnotized video with Puff Daddy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Big, big time hypnotized vibes in here for sure. Um, yeah, it's um, just like a, like presented as a trailer. It's kind of the almost like the modern day version of that, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, because that that was like, gosh, that video really was. I mean, there were some crazy action scenes in that video. They're like driving down the highway, going backwards and stuff. Helicopter, like, like yeah, military, yeah. yeah. That's back when when th this type of budget was like the norm uh, for a music video, many but, many ages ago. But there's been like sort of phases in hip hop where I think like with that 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 video, which is like a, a classic video, that was at a, a stage where they're like, well, we're gonna make a movie trailer, but we're not gonna make the movie. And then it sort of turned into like, well, hold on a second, we're just gonna make the whole movie. So you had like Fifty Cent, so Get Rich or Die Trying, oh, and Eight, there's, and there's eight even Mile. There's even some worse ones in there. Oh yeah, there's I, I tons of them. We talked about it before. Uh, Cash Money Records baller blocking. <laughs> I, I, I had that oh, on VHS man. in high school. It, it starred literally all four hot boys, both big timers, and they're just like <laughs> having sex with women and and shooting each other. That's basically the whole movie, and uh, it's great. Um, but now we've come back. We've come back to the which I think is makes a lot more sense, is much more economical and more entertaining. Is just doing the trailers. So we don't need the movie. It, you know, we could do like you know, just do the trailer and then and then that's it. And I think that works really well. Yeah, it does. It, it, it's proven here. Um, well, then we have the other. So we have the other trailer video from our from our, our special boys uh, um, <laughs> special birthday boys five seconds of summer don't stop directed by Isaac Rentz and this Who's is also one of our special he's a special one of our special, <laughs> special boy I don't know if he's, if, he's, if he's a birthday boy maybe um, but uh, this 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 was a video that kind of had a kick-ass vibe where um, where the the four band members dress up as superheroes but it turns out they're superhero things are um, you know, helping old ladies walk across the street, pick up litter, stuff like that. They eventually um, have some. What I like is that they eventually get get or at least display some some real powers. Beyond that, it gets to a point where where they're actually magic, right? That happens. I might not have made it that far. <laughs> I just like that if there was one band that had to challenge Jay Z and Beyonce, it was that. <laughs> It's five seconds to summer. They're they're like, definitely right there. 
I can just picture Isaac like working on this video. Did this video come out after? It did. It came out. I, uh, this I video feel came so out. Bad for him then, because like, could you imagine working on this, like getting it done, and then Jay Z drops that shit, and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, you know, because like, you can't avoid the comparisons. It's just like so right next to each other in this release schedule, and the only two videos that are like, yo, this is a trailer. I know, and it, and in this one actually start. I don't think the Jay Z one starts with the MPAA um, green. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. This, uh, one. this one does, and I, I don't. I can't remember if they f- do anything f- funny, funny with it or whatever. But the, so, I think I think Isaac did a really great job with this video. I actually think that the the performance aspect on the top of the, the on the roof, because a lot of the video is performance. I think is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Five Seconds of Summer, for at least for me personally, are the one band that makes me feel like an old man yelling, telling people to get <laughs> off my lawn. Because I'm looking at the and like the the guitar player has a has a shirt where he's like it's, ri- idiot. it's he's written yeah. idiot on it, and I just want to be like, what the fuck are you doing? In what in in what world is that a rebellious act? At least like. <laughs> Our, sh- our, our like shitty punk bands at least had a little bit more credibility. Like even like the Sum Forty Ones of the world. Well, um, is is that what Five Seconds of Summer is? I guess I, I look at say, this. I at this video is a pop band. Yeah, no, this is a punk the punk pop movement, right? This mm, is pop, where this pop. kind of pop punk. Oh, this sure, is like wow. if your mom let you have one punk album and she got to choose it, <laughs> she would give you this. That's that. That's a great way to describe Five Seconds of Summer. But they like own that. I mean, I mean, yeah, they have the same kind of fan base as like you know they have like a a, a huge crazy like pop, uh, you know, like teenage girl fan base, and they're, and they're cute dudes, and um, uh, <laughs> so so you know it's not a surprise that they do. I I think that though in terms of the video, despite the fact that it 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 did have to be like fuck Jay Z. What the fuck, bro? Like, like, really upsetting. I, I do think that this this is still a super fun video, and I think that the guys the guys pull it off. And yes, definitely, Adam. If you would have stuck around to the end, they, it does it is I'm revealed it now. that they yeah. do have some real superpowers, which I'm are cool. Seeing the powers, yeah, they are I cool. They pull, I think they I think they pull it off, and I, and I think Isaac Renz is really great at like this kind of like balancing the the pop elements you need to put in a pop video like this with a band with this style of fan base and still able right. to like get those fun like you know fun cool music video elements that that fan base probably doesn't give a shit about um, I'd, ven- I'd venture that that fan base really liked this video which is to me mission accomplished yeah right? they did they're looking cute they've got superpowers <laughs> perfect it works the second time they've been called cute on this episode uh, so good uh, and it's it's uh it's just a little bit different than their last video where they like take their clothes off. You guys remember that Frank Boren, um, London Alley video? Uh, they get they take their clothes off as do other people. So this is a little bit more wholesome. This is this is definitely focusing more on the pop than the than the punk aspect of these guys. Uh, this is mom approved. This one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, if you're gonna let, if your mom was gonna let you watch one pop punk video, it would be this one, right? Uh, but it's a fun video. Look out, we thanks, are. <laughs> Wait, look out so, for the, uh, I was just going to tell people look out for the commentary with Isaac Wrench that's upcoming with this video. It would be super fun to hear. That, that, cool. that's, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, Tom, when you were listening to music, did your parents restrict what you could listen to? Oh, man, I had the worst upbringing. Um, I, grew up, <laughs> I grew up in the Christian bubble where I wasn't allowed to pretty much partake in anything that wasn't um, that was secular. So 
like Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, all the things that made like a young boy happy was absent in my life. Oh, wow. Um, so... I'm still trying to figure out what era it is that you were listening to music, uh, because I'm pretty sure that you you probably still do, right? Still listen, listen to music? Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Okay, was... <laughs> good. Good. So, okay, cool. Um, I, I probably listened to none of the bands that I was allowed to listen to growing up. So and now look at, and look at you now. You're making video games and stuff. Show, showing sh- shows what that did. Keeping you from that stuff. <laughs> so I don't want to get too too personal, but what what like when did you when did you like start to be able to like get into Ninja Turtles and all that other stuff? I, I think there's a difference between when I was allowed to and when I started. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. I I wasn't like a, a rebellious crazy kid, but I was very opinionated. So anytime I thought I should enjoy something or wanted to enjoy something, I I just did, and I would make a good argument as to how it's actually Christian and my parents just didn't know about it. Or, <laughs> um, which I went through this really shitty new metal phase in like middle school. And do you guys remember the band Orgy? Oh yes. Yeah. Blue Monday cover. Oh yeah. I loved that band yeah. around like eighth or ninth grade. That was an interesting one trying to explain to like, <laughs> my parents. Yeah. Orgy's uh, a touch tough pitch. Yeah. On, on band name alone, really, that there's no Christian value set that will allow orgy. No, I kind of look at that as I got pretty far, you know, before before the shit hit the fan. I felt pretty good yeah, until until that happened. You kind of pushed it maybe too far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, come on. What can? How do you even find in in like 2000 or was like 1998? I didn't know how to use computers accurately. How do you find orgy? on Google without, <laughs> like, I, I would have the most crazy searches, like, orgy, not porn, no sex, like, just, like, trailing together, so that if my parents saw the, the internet history, I, like, was, was blameless in this regard. It's like, there's, like, orgy the band, mom, this is not Tom searching for porn, enter. No, wait, orgy no, like, nothing. Searched by dad, yeah. That was... Wait, is Orgy considered new metal? I thought new metal was like yeah. the, the guys with like, like. The, so my internal they were, they definition. Values for so they like they tore, they were on uh, Korn's label if I remember correctly. See, I always yeah. thought like you had, if to have new metal, you had to have a guy who plays a trash can. <laughs> well, so, no, that yeah, that might be more like an industrial kind of a, an yeah. element there, like the, the trash Wait, isn't can. That only Slipknot too. I know. <laughs> they do primarily <laughs> Slipknot. I think there were some me- Slipknot like copycats. I mean, okay. Yeah, I I had a similar Christian upbringing, and, and interestingly enough, I wasn't allowed to watch music videos, so that might account for why I spend most of my time sitting in my own filth watching music videos. <laughs> All right, real quick, let's go around the podcast table. Everyone say the one thing their mom, their Christian mom, didn't let them watch growing up. Um, Adams Adams got music videos. We've got uh, everything um, for Tom. Uh, Adam Fairholm, what what did your Christian mom not let you watch? Uh, so mine was a Catholic mom, and not and we weren't uh, yes. we were lapsed Catholics. But I will say the one thing that I could that we, we were not allowed to watch, which my mom denies now. I don't know if you guys remember, um, you can't do that on television, which was a <laughs> For sure. Canadian show aired on YTV, and uh, where Alanis Morissette got her start. She did. It was we, also a Nickelodeon. Here it was all yeah. Yeah, it, it was basically a ripoff of the Nickelodeon thing, right? Wasn't yeah. it? I always thought that it was. No, no, no. It I started just thought, Nickelodeon. I thought everything Canadian was. Everything Canadian is basically American. just yeah, America's <laughs> hat remade. Just, which is fine. 
They're, they 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 can use that. They can take our culture. We're trying. We're and, trying. So that's that's so you weren't allowed to watch it. She she had a problem with uh, slime being dumped on people's heads. I don't know if you guys remember that the Canadian version of that. Oh, well, I think it was the same Canadian American version. But anyway, it was a weird show. There was if you go back and watch the clips, there was a lot of weird, uh, it's like uh, just. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out a YouTube clip and I'll put it in the show notes. There was that. I remember the one reoccurring character of the guy who was like in the dungeon. Yeah, That's there was great. a lot of like weird, weird like things for for people for people who are kids. Stuff that would stick with you, like the yeah. like the fast food restaurant where the dirty old man would serve you like uh, the garbage on burgers and stuff like that. Yeah. And you had to eat it. It was all like nightmarish stuff. But anyway, yeah, it had some dark, definitely some dark uh, undertones to it for sure. And Doug and um, Doug's it sounds crazy. I've never heard of it. And Doug was not allowed to own or listen to any of the Shaquille O'Neal CDs. <laughs> no, no, I, had, I had free reign to do whatever I wanted with the Shaq stuff. I got plenty of that stuff. But I wasn't allowed to watch The Critic, though. That was My mom was not a John Lovitz fan. And, no, what about, it, was, so it that... wasn't because she wasn't a John Lovitz fan. She just didn't let me watch The Critic because it was, it was bad. I could watch The Simpsons, but not The Critic. That's and also interesting, they, yeah. Cool. They took away uh, Ready to Die from me. My dad's like, let me hear your new headphones. And my the CD in the CD player was Notorious B.I.G. ready to die. And I was like, oh, no. And uh, and then he listened to it and took it away. So there you go. That Those are mine. That's like a – that could be – I feel like that's got to go on a, like an article somewhere. Like it's got to be a lead into an article, like a like a piece on you. Like, right. Yeah. Talking about my dad taking the Big East, the Notorious B.I.G. CD. Yeah. I, try, I tried to swap, swap it out for Usher and he wasn't having it. He was like, yeah, that's cool. What CD did you just take out? And I was like, uh, this one. And if you guys just go and listen to the first song on Ready to Die, it's not a song. It's a skit. And it's of people getting on a train and robbing everybody. Um, so, you know, I guess that's probably they probably made the right move. I was like 11, maybe 12. So <laughs> it turned out all right. Yeah, here I am, sitting in my own field. Um, so we should well, let's go to let's talk about a video that was also disturbing this week, which is no surprise because of who it is coming from, and that is the Ant Word. Um, they uh, were inactive for a while in terms of music videos, and now they are back. And it is a song called Pitbull Terrier. I um, mean, it is directed also no surprise by Ninja, um, who is who has it looks like he works out. I don't know. Um, Either. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. He's not, like, swole, but you can see some definition. In yeah, there. he's got, like, a low percentage body fat or whatever that is. But anyway, so <laughs> in this um, so in this video, he is – it looks like a cross between it's, – it's his his human body, and then his face is, like, a cross between, like, the Batman cowl and uh, – A pit bull terrier? And a pit bull terrier, yeah. Um, and it's pretty – and it's pretty, like – just uh, like the, the the effects and prosthetics and stuff are really great too. Like it's not like some shitty pitbull mask that he's got on his head. Like this is at least at least from my perspective, I think that this looks his face looks insane to me. I, I really felt like the the creation of the prosthetic was great. You know, it was it was well crafted, but it wasn't well designed. I think that like the whole time I was watching that video, I was just annoyed with how like ugly that mask was it's like <laughs> so goblin-esque that i was just like damn i really wish they could have made that look just aesthetically pleasing in some way and maybe that was their intention i mean that's like diant word does a lot of crazy shit so yeah they might have they might have hit the nail on the head with it it's just a, a taste thing yeah if he was a super villain or a superhero he wouldn't look very cool 
I think maybe that's kind of what you're getting at. It, it's not like uh, like you could still look like evil and nasty, but still kind of look like like cool. It's yeah, like for instance, if if you were to put that on a poster, even as a villain, I wouldn't yeah, look. You wouldn't good. sell the it, movie. It's, it's not aesthetically pleasing. Like right. it, there's there you. are really cool looking bad guys. You know, I mean, of course, the easiest to to pick up would be Darth Vader, even though he's not as extreme, but you know, it's someone here like that's badass. That looks cool. It seems like they that's that's part of the aesthetic that they were they were, might be going for. Uh, they've always been a group with their music videos where like it's stuff where you you don't, you kind of want to look away the whole time and like stop watching what you're watching and then like suddenly it's over and you're like oh wait I just watched that whole thing five times and so <laughs> uh, that's that's a little I, I do think I I, I I definitely agree that it's gross looking uh but yeah it it strikes me as intentional so let me ask you guys this question because i think in two, yeah, 2012 they released fatty fatty boom boom which, which is their best video it is this is an unbelievable video and i can't believe it's not staff picked here i'm gonna do that right now um uh, and the one of the characters in it is lady gaga um and that's because i i believe the story is that that she wanted them to open for her and for mm-hmm. some reason they're too cool too cool for that and they just you know they decided to put put a, her some character representation of her in the video in this i don't know if anybody else thought that the guy on the phone looks a lot like pitbull yep oh yeah for sure they're definitely shading a little i bit think they're there. just trying to snipe popular people so that they can get more press yeah, yeah. it's just it's like, that it works yeah I mean, and it you, works yeah it does I think their whole I think their whole game is about getting press. I mean that's their sure. since the since the whole jump of them it's been like about getting press. I, the thing it's always most that I'm always most interested in is like are is it a joke that they're that they say Ninja does everything cuz he's not only listed as the director, he's listed as the executive producer, <laughs> like the editor like, I didn't notice this. <laughs> choreographer Ninja by Ninja. Like he's listed as everything like so many elements of and it's not just this video it's almost every one of their videos he's you know they say he they claim he's heavily involved and you know i i believe it but it always i always question it too just like how how they always have this fake third member in dj high tech who like in every video is a different guy and um you know they're obviously like fucking with people um but there's a, there's a few bands like that too where you where you question that it's very like a sophisticated joke if it's a joke at all like riff raff or it's like it seems like i don't know there's method to the madness and, it, and, and it's a joke that they've completely committed to i mean i think that yeah. ninja's body is really covered in these ridiculous like bart simpson tattoos that were made like in his in his garage and so um uh yeah, kudos to them. But you know, you you see, like, if you look at some of the their previous work before becoming Die Antwoord or however you say it, uh, it, it's very similar, but it's it's different enough where you can tell that there's there's obviously an act going on. So um, that doesn't confirm nor deny Ninja's actual involvement in the production of this video. So uh, I, I'm sure we can't get an interview, uh, but we'll try. I um, find it interesting, like. Gungam style, how there's very strong cultural references within in that song and with Downward, you know, and what they're doing that seem to transcend um, South Africa or Korea in a way that at face value is appealing to a worldwide audience. 
Um, this last mm-hmm. year, I've I've met a lot of South Africans. Um, currently, my roommates are South African, and it's it's kind of given me a interesting their, their opinions on that word is very um, extreme and <laughs> extremely negative. It's polarizing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way to put it. And it's I I kind of would compare it to um, remember Ollie G. Oh, yeah. House. yeah. You know how he was basically making fun of like hood rats from the UK, but yeah. it was still super interesting. It felt like an extreme caricature here, but I guess it was a little more accurate. And there were there were parts we didn't really understand um, on these shores, but it was still entertaining. It's it's kind of like that where they're basically making a commentary. They are um, embracing a culture that initially wasn't theirs, and then utilizing it for fame. So there's this distaste for that and also some people just give in and say it's it's great yeah it's what you... they're doing takes talent oh yeah. yeah it does it's and i think it's the same i think uh, adam you made the riffraff comparison i think that i think that's a fair comparison i think that riffraff is is probably doing a similar thing i think that the difference is that um like people can kind of look at riffraff and see that he's probably not being for real because right. we we know here in america like Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are elements that some people have, but most people don't do that seriously. Like we, we are aren't um, familiar enough with the culture in South Africa over here in America or or in Korea for us to like realize that they they're doing a caricature of that of that culture most likely. Yeah, um, or a commentary, a social commentary, or something like that. So we just see it and go, "This is awesome," or "This is crazy." You know, like we think we're yeah. getting a window to the other side of the world. When right. it's, it's like <laughs> right. it's actually satire or you know something about like because wasn't that what Gungam style was? He was making fun of what like the Korean version of Wall Street or the high class was. Yeah, a lot of the you know the the references and the places in that video. If you knew like the Gungam district in in um, in Seoul, I think that's how you say Seoul. Um, you would you would get it. You would say, I you know I get that reference, and I and I understand that it's being referenced in the song. Yeah, but, but it's still a fucking great video. Like, yeah, yeah. Regardless. People were like spreading around and be like, oh my god, they really skewer you know this the upper you know the upper class of you know South Korean society in this. They were like, holy shit, you know, look at this video. This is amazing. Right. That's a and and, and as we're talking about, it, I guess we should bring up that it. Within the next couple of days, that music video will pass two billion views. Wow. Two billion. Uh, yeah, I think it's about five million views away from that, and it gets about a million a day still. So yeah, within the next week, um, that video will be at two two billion views. And yeah, it's not all people who are like, yeah, get get those rich people, sigh. Like that's that's not all. <laughs> that's not what those two billion people are are watching that for. Um, but there's a whole. There, you know, I, I so. Spoiler alert, I went to film school, and not the film school where they tell you, like, how to hold the camera or whatever. At the time, you just spend around bullshitting about, you know, film the entire time. And, you know, tons of, of um, ink was spilled and papers and stuff like that and theses on, you know, this this topic about, you know, what, uh, you know, how different pieces of media, mostly we talked about films, you know, come to different people. But I think that talking about it in terms of music videos is a really interesting, untapped market because music videos are so portable and so global um you know we have instances like gunyam style and also you know american music videos and 
um, music videos from other cultures like Diane Ward coming over here. There's things that are really, really portable, and they happen a lot faster. They travel a lot faster than films. So we'll have, you know, a film that uh, maybe gets people talking or whatever, but it's going to go through a whole, you know, six-month cycle uh, where people see it and then can come together to talk about it. Music videos, it's right on the internet. Anybody can watch it anywhere and then talk about it. There's no barrier to entry. You know, it's like with a film, you have to have the money, have the time. It's a commitment to go see something. Whereas with a music video, you just stumble across it and it can spread virally. And what's the most interesting thing about um, Gangnam Style to me would be it still shows the power of a music video. Because for a song that is mostly in Korean to become the success and chart in America and other parts of the world, that isn't because of the song. That's because of how amazing the music video was and how virally it was shared. Yeah, I right? thought I actually think that was like a, a big milestone moment to kind of revive music videos as a format. I was thinking like along the same lines as you when that like blew the song up. I was like, that's the video that did that. That's yeah. cool. People want to see these crazy videos. It's awesome. And it got it would get some comparisons to other like one hit wonders like the Macarena or, or Mambo number no. five or something like that. But I think that that's a complete false comparison because both of those videos have shitty, vi- uh, both of those songs have shitty videos and we're, were songs that got popular and then they made music videos for them. Yeah. This, this song definitely became popular because of the, because of the music video, which, and it, and unlike any other video, obviously, we're, we'll be talking about this Gangnam Style video forever. That popularity, when I saw the video, I had no idea who Psy was. It was kind of, it just came out that day, I think, and it just started going viral. So it was kind of like, just look how crazy this video is. And then in that month later, when your parents start sharing it, and you know, all the people <laughs> back home from on Facebook, and you see it, and you're like, oh, this thing's still around? And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I, I have to say I'm okay with that, because... I fucking loved that thing when it came out. And then, you know, you see him on Saturday Night Live and it just and then he's on the Today Show and then um, you know It was it was everywhere. That video came out in July and it definitely like started I, I you know, it started being shared at least from what I saw, like within the music video community and then by the time like it got so huge, it they played that song at my sister's wedding in December. <laughs> like six months later, they're playing it at my sister's wedding. I'm like, this is this is weird. And then I and then I did the dance. So there you go. So and how that's so crazy. Like because it's no one like people will sing that song and not know what they're saying. <laughs> I just I I just can't believe still that that has become popular in the U.S. But anyway. There aren't a whole lot. I I remember hearing it on the radio for the first time and realizing, like, holy shit, this thing's, like, on the Billboard Top 40. And I was trying to think of another non-English speaking song that had charted that highly, and I couldn't really come up with one. You guys should have heard my dad's – you guys should have heard my dad's (laughs) friend Donnie. Try to request, uh, try to requ- request this song at the wedding. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys, dude, do you know the Opa, uh, the Opa Opa song? And, uh, and it's a live band, and they did, they knew the song. Oh, so man. they all sigh, and then like they just real sad. They were like, yeah, and just start playing it. <laughs> yeah, he, he just had to learn it. He pulled out of, uh, he pulled out. Uh... Well, he didn't pull out anything. He had a computer, probably. But yeah. um, I wanted to mention real quickly a, a video that fits pretty neatly into what we're talking about here, and that is um, the Pitbull We Are One Ole Ola video directed by Ben Moore. Um, 
and which is, which is technically last week's video, but we didn't talk about it on the show. Right. It came out Friday, and and the reason I think that's interesting is is that um, four years ago at the World Cup in South Africa, uh, they you know they always have a song, and now these big sporting these big like world sporting events usually have a song, and the Olympics are are horrible at promoting the song and choosing the song. It's always a, 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 anyway, it's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but but the world FIFA is really really good at it, and um, for two thousand ten they had uh, Shakira. And Freshly Ground, which are a South African group, um, they recorded, you know, Waka Waka, this time for Africa. Marcus Raboy did the video, and it's a, it was a massive hit. It currently it's sitting on at number eight on the top, you know, most viewed music videos of all time list. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, they're, they're using music videos as sort of a cultural, um, you, you know, a way to uh, promote the cultural aspects of whatever, you know, place is ha- the World Cup is taking place. So for this Pitbull one, um, it's Pitbull and then Jennifer Lopez and uh, Claudia Liet, who is uh, a Brazilian uh, singer and is on the Brazilian version of The Voice, Voice Brazil or whatever. Um, and it's, you know, I'm sure, I don't think they're going to, you know, have the massive success they, success they had with, you know, Waka Waka. But it's, it's still sitting at, yeah, it's still sitting at 25 million views in a week. That's, um, that's a lot of that's a lot of views. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it just shows you know they could put a money into obviously this thing costs a lot of money to get Pitbull, to get Jennifer Lopez, to get Liette there, um, but you know they're putting it into a music video, which is interesting, and also using it as a way to kind of pr- promote Brazil as well as a World Cup. It's it's a really interesting use of like music video added marketing. And yeah, last it's, week it was number one. Yeah, last week was number one, and then and then yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's like sitting at four Jay Z's right now, uh, and it's funny. Shakira, who I think is last week, maybe two weeks ago, released a music video for La La La, and then she was like, "Oh shit, uh, soccer!" And she released a re <laughs> a recut of her of her uh, of that video. Not even it's not a recut; it's a whole new video, and it's just called La La La. And then in parentheses, parentheses, Brazil oh, twenty fourteen. And the video is just her dancing and then it's like some cool clips of people doing soccer moves all around her and that's that's sitting at four million views this this week as well. So uh people like their 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 oh shit soccer related music videos, that's for sure. Well, before we uh wrap this puppy up, we I really want to talk about We Exist by Arcade Fire. Yeah, we should. Um, let's directed by David Wilson because this is one that came out uh, last week as well, which uh, came out after the podcast. It was a big Friday music video day, um, and this was a big one because uh, it was directed by David Wilson, um, and it also had Andrew Garfield in it, um, who is Spider Man. And there's a new Spider Man movie. I have never seen a Spider Man movie. I think there's like tw- twenty of them in the last decade or so. Um, I've heard they're all very interesting and entertaining, but in this video, he is a drag queen, or not a drag queen. Well, he's, a, he's a person um, uh, suffering trans. with a gender gender. What, they they phrase it in a very specific way. Somebody probably struggling, struggling with struggling, struggling is a better with, word. Yeah. Struggling with gender identity. So trans, they don't perfect. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't specifically say it's a transgender or if it's a crossdresser. They just say that it's a a film that follows the story of a young person's struggle with gender identity. And and the song uh, we exist is about a um, a son talking to his father about being gay. Right. And so this video, it, this is a long song, like almost. God, this record is so long. The reflector record. 
Um, and this is like a six minute and 23 minute long video that has a lot of music in it. Um, but, uh, you know, he kind of, you see Andrew Garfield kind of um, dressing up as a woman, goes out to a bar, starts to be harassed by these guys. And then like a dance number breaks out. Yeah, it's crazy turn there in the middle, which is fantastic. And not only is it a dance number, it's like a Broadway style dance number. And like the the dudes who were like once harassing him in this bar um, suddenly <laughs> are like they have their shirts tied up and like cut yeah, off. I love the shirt guy. Was, yeah, they just good. are suddenly like super flamboyant like bigots. Uh, um, and it was. Who, Choreographed by uh, Ryan Heffington, who choreographed Chandelier by Sia from last week. So, As well as the previous David Wilson uh, music video for um, uh, I-, I Try to Talk to You by Hercules in Love Affair, which um, also is a fantastic music video. So so we, we loved this We Exist video uh, over here at IMVDB um, and, and thought it was fantastic. Some of the stuff is just so so gorgeous as well um you know some of the stuff it, it, the video ends with him after the after the dance number breaks out it uh he suddenly like goes through a curtain and ends up at Coachella during Arcade Fire set and goes up on stage and is kind of embraced um by the band and then the whole audience and um some of that some of that Coachella footage is just is just amazing and uh and that's it kind must of have been- kind of cool too uh, I, I would assume that at Coachella s- somebody in the audience um, might have recognized him and, and wondered what that was all about right yeah, uh, man, may, maybe I don't know he's dressed like I didn't recognize him at, until I read that it was Spider-Man after watching the video so I, that's pretty sad. I know. But, no, no. Uh, I actually, I'm with you there. I didn't. I or, the, or they would at least wonder who was on stage, who that maybe, right? Yeah. Uh, what's I mean, going on here? Yeah, what's it's kind about? of a cool thing. I and, like it. And I, I love the way this is one of my all-time favorite shots in a music video because the way David Wilson does it, he, he it, I feel like it could have very easily been like. He shows up at Coachella and there's like a big shot of the crowd and stuff. And he's like, "Oh my God, I'm at Coachella." The way he does it is you just it's kind of uh, tracking with um, like Andrew the wrestler. Gar- yeah, yeah, exactly, definitely. Just like that Where shot you of the, the wrestler. Reveal. You're walking out and it, it kind of makes you feel like you are in his perspective. It's like not a POV, but you're you're experiencing it with him. And, the and thing- yeah, that that's great. And the thing that's really interesting about it that I, I find is you're kind of exposed to and I'm not sure if this is intentional or not exposed to the the me- the mechanisms of a modern concert which I think are really interesting you see like the gap between arcade fire and the and the crowd it's not like it is you know it's just like a stage and then there's people it's this whole kind of like uh giant structure and it just feels like really kind of an industrial and really kind of alien um, the way that Larkin Seeple shoots it, uh, just a beautiful shot, and I think it's. Uh, um, I think this will be a kind of a. a uh, this definitely this music video will definitely be remembered. I think as a kind of sure. a classic. And Ari Robbins' Steadicam, we're worth that shout out too. We always shout him out when we can. Um, uh, and and so I think that it would be. Um, I, I think that we shouldn't talk about this video without also also mentioning that there has been some controversy around it, a little bit of pushback. Um, but particularly um, in the casting of Andrew Garfield in this role, um, being that this is a video about someone who is struggling with gender identities and it is in reality not 
uh, a person who is struggling with gender identities and there are, um, uh, are people upset at that fact. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, um, Adam Alexander brought to my attention um, Laura Jane Grace. Um, Adam, what, what band is Laura Jane Grace from? Um, against, against me, against I me. Right, right. Yeah. Against me. Uh, Wait, did you and did Adam? Did you and Tom both say against me at the same time? I never heard of against maybe. me. Maybe, maybe. No, I did not. But I'm, I I'm s- aware of who she I was. S- yeah, okay. I said it to who who is um um and so she said uh, maybe next time when making a video called We Exist, you should get an actual trans actor instead of Spider Man. She tweeted and, that today. And it should be mentioned that Laura is a transgender. Um, she, um, she was the the male vocalist of Against Me, and then uh, and now is a female vocalist of the band. So, uh, which is definitely why this might have resonated on a personal level for her. Um, I guess my view on this is uh, is just basically that uh, like I understand where she's coming from and people that share that opinion, but I see this as a short film that casts actors to play roles that might not be who they are, which is to me what acting is all about. Exactly. So I I don't know. I don't really see that as being an issue. Yeah, I think with with the LGBT like movement right now just of, of it becoming acceptable of it becoming normalized in our culture which it very well should be it's it's a hot button issue and you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't when it comes to portraying it um, so I think bringing attention to it bringing attention to it in a positive light if you have trans gender people acting in it or an actual actor shouldn't be an issue and Andrew Garfield is a very popular actor right now. He's going to bring an audience to that video that normally wouldn't listen to Arcade Fire. And, you know, I think without him in that video, you're basically just giving the audience what they want and not challenging anybody who normally wouldn't have that viewpoint. And, and, I, and I think it's important to mention um, a lot of the, you know, the, the tweet, Laura Jane Grace's. Uh, tweet was directed at Arcade Fire. A lot of the people who um, speak negatively about this video just can so easily be like, oh, Arcade Fire, I'm upset at Arcade Fire, who who made this music video, right? Which is obviously not true. And um, the person who did make this music video, David Wilson, um, is a homosexual male, and he is, um, you know, he has said that his intention of, you know, one of the reasons to make this video was to bring attention um, to the LGBT community um, and so you know uh, and, and and what better way to do that than to start you know than to, than to cast you know one of the most popular actors in uh, Hollywood right now you know what I mean the dude is playing Spider-Man which is you know just uh, came out yeah right it's, it's a you know top one of the most popular movies in the country so and he gives a know, stellar performance too which he's is, fan, is he's also fantastic he's like fantastic yeah, in the video. sure yeah it's yeah it's not like some kind of I don't know like minstrel show or something where he's doing some kind of like a, you know caricature you know he's it's a fantastic very honest feeling performance and so very believable yeah uh, it's kind of one of this this trend that I, I hope continues, and I hope becomes like a more of a viable option for like actors, like really popular actors, like Andrew Garfield, um, and like Jake Gyllenhaal, to do 
like serious narrative roles maybe not even narrative but serious roles in music videos sorry alongside doing like serious roles in like indie film because for like an indie film to you know to to you know do a role in one of those and take a pay cut you know they've got to like shell out six weeks at a time or eight weeks at a time or whatever you know this is probably like a one or two day for Andrew Garfield and everybody sees it everybody talks about it and you know I remember Jake Gyllenhaal did that one where he's the the, the serial yep. killer can't remember that we saw it at South by Southwest too. Yeah, uh, yeah, they just came out with another video, the shoes, mm-hmm. the shoes. Um, it's one of those things where I, I feel like five years ago that w- wasn't viable. Like an actor would look at that and be like, you know, why would I do that? But now, um, you know, in the MTV era, you know, like Christopher Walken would do something like that, but it wouldn't be a narrative serious role. It would be like him dancing around in a hotel lobby. You know, now I think if he did a music video role, it would be something a lot more interesting. So anyway, so anyway, that's that's that. We we uh we're all all we all agree, but that's cool. Um, here's here's <laughs> that, was a, that was a yeah. That's Doug saying. Uh, Adam, it's time to shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> So so let's let's really quick before we end this this podcast I'd like to tick through and and as always I sent you guys way too long of a list of music videos it's like 15 on that list we didn't talk about but let's see if we can we can hit some and, and I'd I'd like to go around the the podcast table and find out who uh what everyone's favorite music video of the week was starting with Adam Alexander Okay uh let me think for a second I'm going to pick one that nobody else will cuz I like to do that um, I'm going to go with the LaRue video, which was directed by Oliver Perch. So I'm a huge fan of LaRue, and I really liked this video because it kind of shows us um, sort of a more serious side of her. Usually her videos are like really brightly colored and, and kind of like uh, more like what you'd expect for uh, like a dance pop kind of a video. This one is a slower song, and uh, her hair is a little different uh, this time around. She used to have like crazy kind of a red flaming spiral hairdo and uh, now she kind of just has it like down and she looks uh, very pretty and stuff and yeah it's a really cool video her performing the song in the first part and then it kind of like jumps to like some cool panoramic uh, landscape shots and that would be mine right now boom slow clap for that boom slow clap Uh, slow clap slow clap what about Tom? Tom, what what about you? You got a fave from the week? I actually don't know if it was released this week, but I got a recent fave, which that would work, be that'll work. Which would be Carlos Lopez Estrada's um, "The Rule" by Faces on Film. Nice. I think it's it's, it's technically last week last week video. Well, I can give you my least favorite of this week. No, well, I, uh, you can do either. <laughs> you, 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 you can definitely talk. Uh, we'd love to have you talk about that, Carlos. When we actually had um, Cameron Clark, who did the animation on that video on last week's podcast. So we should, we'll should we put that in the show notes, which is weird, but we will. Um, but no, talk about the Carlos one. Why, why do you like that video so much? I just really love the mood of it. I love the, the simplicity. As, as a director, I kind of watch things with a different eye, I would think. So, you know, looking at it from a production standpoint and just the mood, it was like one of those things that seems very simple, but it was incredibly engaging and captivating. Once the, like, once the water starts to hit and it starts flowing down the roads and, you know, you can kind of get these shots, it's just the ambience and that mood takes over. And I just, it's something I wanted to, like, live in for a short time. 
Yeah, it's a fantastic video. Yeah, and, and just out of curiosity, what's your least favorite from the week? Oh man, it's the, for the dumbest reason. I actually just sent um, Brandon from London Alley a comment about this, which was in Wiggle Wiggle. I think the name of it is. <laughs> yeah, there was no shot of a cup of water in the police car that wiggles like in Jurassic Park because there's like a, a big booty like shaking real hard. And I, I thought that it would definitely be in the video. I was like, okay, this is goofy. It's about crazy huge butts just wiggling around. Like they're shaking beds. There has to be that Jurassic Park shot where the T-Rex is, you know, nearby. <laughs> Didn't exist. So for that, worst video of the week. <laughs> That's that's that that's a great reason, and they and the cops are. I was trying to figure out even a reason why the cops were in there for a first in the first place. That would have been a great reason, just for that, just to set up that. And uh, yeah, it wasn't there. Maybe it's on the cutting. Maybe it's on the cutting room floor. Um, Worst uh, decision then. Bad decision. <laughs> right. Bad cutting decision. Um, uh, Fair home. Fave video. Is one we had talked about. Arcade fire. We exist. So there we go. Okay, that's your favorite from. Even though that's from last week. Fine. Whatever. Uh, my favorite video this week probably I think is going to be Mr. Flash by Moonlight Blue directed by Pensacola um, that's Midnight Blue uh, what? you said Mr. Flash directed by Midnight Blue uh, no uh, no I said Midnight Blue directed by Pensacola yeah mm. I think you got it Doug I think Pepsi I said Cola. it I think I said it right anyway Pensacola. <laughs> Pepsi, it's Pepsi Cola yeah. <laughs> they're, really, they're really rebranding strong though <laughs> Uh, so this is a fun video. If anyone is familiar with the work of, of Pepsi Cola, um, <laughs> they uh, they do a lot of like this kind of trippy, you know, multiplying people, sweet sweet fun effects, and uh, those are those are plentiful in this Midnight Blue video, um, which is kind of like a POV party video of a dude going around a party and like just weird shits happening. There's dudes dancing in the fridge. There's a fat man with a face on his gut. Uh, you know all the things you want to see in a party video, and uh, some some man slapping pizza onto the shoulder of a woman, which I haven't figured out why. Uh, all that stuff happens and more in the Midnight Blue by Mr. Flash, directed by Pensacola Doug Klinger's favorite music video this week. And Since if you're looking pod... oh, go for ahead. a music video double feature, that'll pair well with Simone <laughs> Kesh's Cinnamon Chasers video. Oh. Right. It, it does. It would. It's the same POV. I think the Saman Kesh's video is slightly darker, but uh, this could be one of the one of. Pretend uh, it's the same narrative. You know, just like let's take it and put them into the same world, the same atmosphere, and figure out which one comes first. And then after that, watch "Smack My Bitch Up" by Prodigy, and then it's like it's like a trilogy. It's a night. It's a night. There's, in. there's one more POV. <laughs> <It's>, there's <laughs> just one more POV video which I'm gonna list and nobody's ever heard of. It's called uh, "Sex with a Bearded Man" by the Beards, and that's also a POV video um, that's just like the "Smack My Bitch Up" video, um, except at the end it's a man instead of a lady, which is fun. See, I had to finish up this hashtag thing because then we could just tag him with those oh, all with POV. POV. Oh, hashtag! You're you're teasing people with features. Uh, people, are like, what's this hashtag thing? You guys making your website Twitter? And yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's almost done. Almost, we're almost going to be Twitter. So um, yeah, the whole people don't know that this site is a really, really custom WordPress install. Um, <laughs> it's a Squarespace. Yeah, this is all Squarespace. <laughs> you see at the bottom it says hosted by you know proudly hosted by Squarespace. 
so there we go. That is our that is our podcast. It's good to be back, everybody. Good to survive that tornado. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't. Die. It was a little tornado. It wasn't like a big one. It was like with a twister, you know, the twister one. Remember that? We have social media, and I shouldn't just mention. Uh, you know, we like to mention new things at the end of the podcast, and and we have two new Twitter accounts you need to follow because they are super awesome. One of them is '90s music vids, and one of them is '00s music videos, and these are. We have set them up to just pull random videos from decades and tweet them out automatically. So you just get a steady stream. Even if Doug and I, like, you know, forget to, you know, this is not manned by some person. This is just, you can always count on it. Every two hours, a new music video from the 90s and the, two, and the 2000s. And so I know, you can die and there are still music videos coming to my Twitter feed? That's oh, the yes, hope. exactly. That's the hope. Oh, that is, that is great. That's actually in our business plan. Um, and then I know Adam Alexander is going to say we need 80s and yes that is coming um, yes as well. you do I just need to design a little logo for it but anyway follow those um, and thank thank you very much Tom Glunt for joining us on the podcast it was a lot of fun oh thanks for having me again and you and thank you so much for having a really awesome connection to Skype uh, what are you going to say Adam? I forgot we're good <laughs> you forget or are you, do you forget or are you, are you have second thoughts about it? Uh, a bit of both 